I actually bought Player Unknown Battlegrounds. Oh. I installed it yesterday. I did not play it though. Nor should you. Correct. That's how I treat all my games. Correct. I buy them, I install them, I do not play them. You appreciate their existence and availability, but you uh, refrain from action out of respect. That's correct. I don't want to sully the game's good name. Welcome back, everyone. IO Panel Podcast, episode 75, recorded September 23rd, 2017, a day early, uh, a day before the day of our Lord, as Mike is so fond of saying. We are once again uh, down one co-host, so let me introduce to you the uh, the special guest who is always here, really. Uh, Mike, how you doing, Mike? I'm pretty good, Evan. How are you? I'm I'm doing well. Good. Are you also doing well, or are you doing good? Hmm. Both. How can that be proven? I am manufacturing good, uh, like, and, I, and I am well. It can only be proven in a court of bird law. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, how familiar are you with the uh, bird? With the gear wars. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> In like the year the 95, 95, <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> like, Gearhead, you son of a bitch. What was like, I you never at? cared about me. What was I looking at? Open open VMS? Yeah. So, you know how like there's the Y2K problem, then there's the year 2038 problem. Mm-hmm. There's the year 10,000 problem. Open VMS will... Uh, be unable to keep accurate time after the year thirty thousand. <laughs> oh shoot! <laughs> Someone better get on that. Yeah, I was like, ooh. So I did, got what, some time. I didn't hear. I know about the the Unix time resetting to zero. What's the ten thousand year ten thousand problem? I mean, it's a similar same. Okay, it's a similar thing. It's just. Way further. I forget the details of it exactly, but it's the same kind of thing. Are people working on that? I mean, I guess so. The 2038 problem? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's already, I think it's already solved in a lot of systems, you know. Okay. Like, if you install a Linux OS today, it doesn't have that problem, you know. It's Okay. It's the one from, you know. But if the you one have, that's still running from 1998, that's that's the problem. You so know? the U.S. military's like you know backbone, basically. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like all the nuclear sites, their hose. <laughs> yeah, with their big ass floppy disks or whatever. Uh huh. It's air gapped. God damn it. <laughs> for security. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No GUI for them. Nope. It's like it has an on-off switch. Have you seen war games? I have seen war games. So you know how it works. Well, it's been a while, but yeah, it's I mean, feeding it, it's feeding codes to the silos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, watch that man. again. That's a great movie, man. It is a great movie. Did you see War Games too? I have seen War Games too. <laughs> it is not a great movie. <laughs> Correct. It could barely be called War Games too, except 
That's exactly Except what it for is. Like one or two references to the first one, and maybe a shared actor who was desperate for work. You know what? War Games Two is actually very similar to the movie Eagle Eye. Mm-hmm. Very similar. Yeah. Not the same, but very similar. In the same vein. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. I liked Eagle Eye. Me too. People cool. don't like Shia LaBeouf for some reason, but I kind of like get it. it. You know, okay, so fun fact, in that movie... Was You're going to say, we went to high school together. Like, no. Like, was, that is a lie. Okay. <laughs> Watching Eagle Eye was literally the first time I ever heard the term POTUS. Really? And, and I was like, what the fuck is POTUS? And I had to look it up. Huh. And I was like, Interesting. I don't know if that's the first time I heard that or not, but yeah. Okay. That's cool. Mm-hmm. You learned so, something. Thank you, Shia. <laughs> yep. Michael Chiklis. <laughs> Detective Scrotes. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty great, actually. Oh, boy. I should download the commish. The commish. Yeah, exactly. I was about to say the commish. I used to anyway, watch that. Yeah. Did you uh, get into anything entertaining in the last two weeks since we are we took a week off out of convenience really <laughs> um did i get anything nah nah not really you know just uh yeah nah, nothing nothing oh, really okay. Yeah. okay well for anyone who i'm not talking to right this moment uh so for anyone who's not mike I had some computer issues, so I ordered a new motherboard. I'm on a backup system right now, which is more than adequate for anything that I really do, but, you know, it, it shall be uh, placed back in its corner when my replacement part arrives, because the processing power of Intel is forever greater than that of AMD. Well, any AMD system that I own, the new shit is pretty impressive, but I'm not going to spend $1,000 on that. Hmm. We're going to get you a Threadripper, Mike. Cheap ass. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> a Threadripper? I say, I don't even know what that is. Oh, yeah. That's it's like... That's okay, the new so, shit? That's yeah, that new-new. It's, it's, it's <laughs> huge. It's fucking huge. So imagine, like, they took two, two normal size... Well, two slightly larger than normal sized processors mm-hmm. and stuck them together to form like a rectangle so okay actually a good comparison if you take your uh your cac yes and make it you know like seven times thicker Mm -hmm. but sort of like this basic dimension was it two two by four or something like that this is the size of a thread ripper processor what's the arming oh uh restricted area access Ooh, fancy. I just showed Mike my, my badge, by the way. For anyone who cares. Mm-hmm. Just means I can get into the server rooms. Oh, okay. You know, ours don't have any special, uh, you know, mm-hmm. things. Pharma. And actually, this is the, this is this badge back here is the one that lets me into the rooms. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, Threadripper, though. It's it's fucking massive. Oh, you went to Micro Center, got the heatsink. Nice. Yep. Well yeah, played, so I, sir. 
I went in. So I've been having no, I haven't really been having some computer problems, but I have a, a secondary system that uh, has been having some issues. So I'm trying to get it up and running again. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was talking to Evan last night, and he recommended a heatsink fan. So I went to Micro Center and picked it up. Affordable, versatile. Along with some, <laughs> right, exactly. Along with some uh, some of this, I'll be sure to use all of it. Please do. In in every open area of the motherboard, in all the PCI Express sockets, yeah. The uh, this is the thermal faster. thermal compound. Yeah. No, I got picked up one of these. Another one. Yep. You have one, right? Not oh, this exact one, but yes, that's that has built-in wireless. Yep. Nice. And then I also picked up this because I don't know where the hell the other one is that I have. Okay. Fair enough. I think I, that's the Raspberry Pi 3. Yeah. Yep. I a, don't it's have It's a Pi 3 Model B. I guess this is the latest one. I so it has wireless nice LAN. It has Bluetooth. It has a full-size HDMI port. Hmm. You know, it's uh, I got some storage for it here. Nice. Because, of course, it's micro SD, <coughs> where the old one I had was just SD. Mm-hmm. So... But I'm gonna put. I'm gonna do, use that Raspberry Pi three with this. Ah, uh, nice. Mm-hmm. Now that's just the case for it. Yeah. Okay, so it looks like a Nintendo Entertainment System, the classic NES. Yeah. Are you gonna put an emulator on it? Oh yeah. Basically, okay. Nice. Yeah, I'm gonna turn it into a emulation thing. I forget what that what that uh, distro is called. Uh, uh, I mean, there's different ones now. The classic one was uh, Mame. Oh right, no, but, but I mean, there's different. there's like a Raspberry Pi specific one, like oh okay, you know, I forget what it's called, but um, I even got a little case here for the for the Raspberry Pi Zero. Nice, you know, it's like snaps together or something. Should have so. had you pick up one of those for me. Five bucks, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. I'll consider it. I will consider. Letting you buy me one, and I will let you know <laughs> when I have come to a decision. <clears throat> yeah, so I went to Micro Center, spent way more money than I was planning on spending there, but that's okay. You so, know, such is life. I don't, I don't go there very often anymore, so I don't feel too bad. Yeah, you know, there's only a couple things you should really go there for, and I think. Build your own PC, like individual computer components are one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, or if you need to get Ball's energy drink. I, uh, I did pick up one of those. Awesome. Gave it to um, my mother. She's actually a fan. Okay. I So I like Mike Center. I'm not sure if I like the... I, excellent. Nice pickup. I'm not sure if I like the idea of Micro Center now more than the store, um, or just that there isn't one near me, so it's kind of special whenever I get to go to one. But whenever I walk in, it's like, okay, this is just a slightly better than normal computer store. They have a couple more things that I'm interested in. Right. Like, you know, CompUSA plus more cool hardware so oh yeah i mean it's we know it's light years ahead of what CompuSA was yeah 
But, cool. So, before we get into some news, I had a couple dreams last night. Oh, shit. I, I There were three distinct parts. I'm going to leave one out because it's difficult to explain. doesn't really have to do with anything. Uh, it was only me and, like, a trucker who couldn't handle his rig. So, so <laughs> we'll talk about some other time, maybe. Um, so the first one was I was at a comedy club with some friends. I, I don't remember if you were there. I remember Daniel and Richard were there. Those are like the, the identities that I could pick out. And when the show, the, the comic was, he was black in my mind. But he was like a mix between, like a mix of personalities between uh, David Allen Greer and Dave Attell, which is really <laughs> weird because I don't think they're anything alike. So when the show finished, like went off, you know, into uh, the the lobby area, whatever, went to take a picture. But then, like flash forward, the place is empty, and the comic comes up to me. And he's like holding a drink or something. I'm like, hey. Where'd everyone go? Where are my friends? And he's like, oh, they've been gone for a long time. But the way I understood that was not like, oh, they went home. It was like, either they're all dead or I'm dead. I was like, <laughs> oh. And then it, like, then it cut to the whole like the trucker thing. And someone's like mowing their lawn right outside my window right now. So we'll see how that picks up. I apologize. Hmm. Um, then, okay, actually... Also, this happened, like, in the intermission of the comedy, the comedy, uh, session. So we're, we were in a back hallway. It was like me. Now, this time I know James was there. And David Allen Greer and David Tell person was there. And there were other, some other people. And we were having a cake tasting. Uh, <laughs> it was really weird. So there was, like, a, a little square of chocolate cake. And I bit the top half off which contained all the frosting and I was commenting on it. I was like, it's so it's cloud, like yet rich and flavorful. I was like, Hmm, this is delicious. And then like three other people had a piece in their hand and they were struggling with it. Like they couldn't understand the cake. (laughs) And I was like, guys, it's a Rubik's cube. And they're like, Oh, and then I was like, bamboozled. And everyone fucking (laughs) bust out laughing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but then they ate the cake because it was actually cake. But to under for them to understand it, I was like, "It's a Rubik's cube." <laughs> and then they solved the puzzle. The puzzle of the cake. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> um, I thought you were about to tell me it was like a, you know, it's going to be like one of the Star Trek cakes. Oh no! Like it's a person. <laughs> Yeah. No. <clears throat> um, the other part of the dream, you were there. We were eating with like some unnamed high school friends at, you know, lunch. But it was lunch. We're all adults, so it was at you know like some hipster lunch joint. And you were playing uh some game on an iPad or a tablet. Uh, it's not Jewel Quest or whatever, but there were like little colored dots all over the screen um and for whatever reason i made a phone call and i called 
uh, Hillary Clinton's campaign line. And it was an automated message, and it was like, Hello, Miss Clinton. Please hang up or use protocol TR85 uh, for this call. Or say no. And then, like, that was it. And I was like, what the fuck? What the fuck is this message? <laughs> like, it wasn't... Like, I dialed, you know, a 1-800 number, but it was supposed to be, like, a private line or something. So, like... Please only use encrypted communication for this call. You know, hang up and call back to this other system or say no, and we'll cut it off. I was like, Mike, you got to call this number. You're like, I can't, man. I'm in a game. I was like, I'll call it from my phone, dude. This is ridiculous. <laughs> and I think you called, but I don't, I don't remember. That's kind of where the dream ended. <laughs> wow. So uh, something's going on in the political in the political realm right now. Some big. Yeah, I'm, something's I'm going on. You're fucking... I'm, <laughs> you're fucking I'm tuned in. I'm tuned in. Oh, you're on that... You're on that uh, that wavelength or... I am. Or whatever. Yeah, man. Okay, that's fine. I got you. You're, you're as uh, Joe Rogan would say, woke. I don't think he would say that, but yes, I am. I am woke. Well... He might in jest say that, but yeah. Yes, correct. <laughs> that that's the the meaning he wants to convey. I don't think he likes that word though. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. Or he'll say it as a joke, like you said. Right. right. So that that happened last night. Um Should we get into some news? <laughs> sure. Why okay. Not? I got the first few articles here. This uh, the first one is relevant, Mike. Um, this doesn't even make sense, by the way. But go ahead. What do you mean? I mean, just well, I didn't read. I didn't read the article, so okay. maybe it makes sense if you read the article. But just will you read the thing that explains what I wrote? Perhaps that's okay, we'll we'll talk about it. Sure. So, um, smoking is not exactly what many people outside of the tobacco industry would call a healthy habit. Some people do it. That's fine. I did it for what, like eight and a half years or something. It was okay. Um, we're all familiar with secondhand smoke, which is when someone is standing in the vicinity of someone who's smoking, get a little of that residue, that kick, like that smell. Um, but now, there is a legitimate argument for something called third-hand smoke, which is not really smoke in the way that we think about it. So third-hand smoke is the sort of residue that is, you know, left on clothes, walls, furniture, hair, skin, whatnot, um that can, you know, build up over time unless you're meticulously cleaning your whole environment, you know, several times a day. So it can take some time to build up, but um, the dangers of it are still there. You know, it's still got that, uh, you know, chemical residue, who knows what they put in there, All you know, carcinogens, all kinds of stuff like that. So in my favorite kind of study, in a mouse study, and I was asking myself this question because there's a couple of mice studies um, about this and, and that I'm going to talk about today. But I figured someone might ask, why mice? 
So why mice? I think it's because they're not human. Um, they are quick to, uh, what's the word? Quick aren't to they, breed, I guess. Aren't they pretty close to us, though, in certain ways? Well, they're not far. Um, so yes to that. They're also uh, easy to get, easy to sort of breed for certain traits that you want to, you know, examine. Um, you know, their systems function much in the same way as ours, so. You know, I occasionally ask myself why mice, because there's always mice trials. Anyways, researchers at the uh, University of California, uh, Riverside, did a a six-month experiment where they present, they presented, they put surfaces or materials that were dosed with uh, tobacco smoke in the in the cages and the containers in the habitat with the mice and observe them over a six month period. So after one month, uh, there was noticeable liver damage in the mice. And uh, over the pat over the next two to four months they showed other cellular damage, so they didn't mention any like specific organs. Presumably the liver damage continued. <clears throat> now luckily Livers can regenerate themselves quite well, um, you know, once they're removed from, from, uh, like a toxic environment. So that, you know, that's one good thing if it's just liver damage, but, um, at the end of the study, they observed, like I said, more cellular damage and, uh, hormonal effects, which were showing up as uh, insulin resistance after long-term exposure and insulin resistance is one of the major causes of obesity. So, by the way, obesity is like a hormonal issue, pretty much, assuming you're not eating like 8,000 calories a day. But that's another topic. Anyways, it would be interesting to see what, what effect this has on humans, but you might have to finagle or finesse the ethics board if you want to expose humans to uh, tobacco-coated materials for six months or a year. Already doing it, my friend. I know. That's why I was like, "This is we're here, baby. We're- this is something you don't you don't really think about." But if if the idea is presented in this way, you're like, "Okay, okay, I can. Uh, all right, I see where you're coming from. Interesting." Mm-hmm. Okay. What's this phrase? Um, I reject your reality and substitute my own. Hmm. That's from something. It might be Aquatine, but maybe not. Interesting if true. No, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> well, it's true for mice, you know, but they didn't have a choice. They were, this life was forced upon them as it was forced upon us none of us asked to they, be born they didn't choose Thank this you, life parents. this the life chose them yeah <laughs> exactly <sighs> anyways third hand smoke uh interesting the next article uh i'm going to read the summary and a paragraph out of the article it's actually pretty long Kind of interesting. Be your own judge. 
So exposure to music, specifically complex and highly stimulating music, leads women to, to rate male faces as more attractive and increases willingness to date the men pictured, a new study reports. This is in Vienna, Austria. So that's the summary. The article actually goes pretty much uh, quite in-depth, and the the full study is linked in the bottom. But here's the, the excerpt I would like to read. In their experiment, the scientists presented heterosexual participants with instrumental music excerpts that varied in their emotional content, followed by a photograph of a face from the opposite sex with a neutral facial expression. The face was assessed in terms of attractiveness on a scale. In addition, the participants were asked to rate whether they would date the person pictured in the control condition. Uh, sorry, they would date the person pictured. In the control condition, only faces were shown without the music. Three groups of participants, uh, women in a fertile phase of their cycle, women in the non-fertile phase of their cycle, and men. The participants were similar in musical preference and training and mood um, and in their relationship status before the tests. So the results showed that female participants rated male faces as more attractive and were more willing to date the men pictured when previously exposed to music. So I'll stop there. There's more to it. But what that tells us is dudes, you need to bring back the 80s, walk around with the boombox playing like intricate instrumental music okay chicks are gonna dig it and you'll get way more action that's what i get from this article so this holds true for the 40 austrian people they tested correct and if we extrapolate that it is a (laughs) universal truth (laughs) okay all right yeah interesting stuff Next article, Back to Health, shows that, well, it doesn't show anything necessarily. It talks about how depression may be linked more to your physiology. Well, it is linked to your physiology. It may be more physical than chemical, uh, as previously thought. So current treatments, you know, if you go to your doctor or psychiatrist, psychologist, whoever it may be, and are diagnosed with depression, they'll just essentially try to regulate your brain chemistry, give you, you know, uh, upregulate serotonin production, um, try to balance out that stuff. However, in recent years, uh, quite a few studies have positively linked um, depression with inflammation and immune response, which is related to... um, Basically, like your your gut bacteria and everything, uh, just in general. So they all need to be on the keto diet. Well, that would definitely help. It 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 would definitely help as a doctor. I recommend that. Um, so just just a quick mention from the article: depression may be a symptom of the immune system failing to switch off after a trauma or illness, um, and is similar to the low mood that people experience when they're fighting a virus like the flu. So if you think if you can remember the last time you had the flu and aside from well maybe not necessarily aside, remember how shitty you felt <clears throat> when you were 
fighting that off. You feel like garbage. Yeah. So imagine going through life like that. Well, no wonder you're depressed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <coughs> yeah. Just don't get the flu, dummy. <laughs> Depression exactly. solved. So um, one treatment has been to it. Well, okay. My mind's going a mile a minute. I'm thinking about chocolate cake and Rubik's cubes and shit. So let's readdress this. Patients who studies have shown that patients who were given anti-inflammatory drugs and anti-inflammatory because your immune system is basically an inflammatory response to something wrong with your, with your body. So if you're given anti-inflammatory drugs that can eliminate feelings of depression, obviously more studies need to be done. An anti-inflammatory drug trial is going to take place at Cambridge University next year. However, um, it does show promise. And the reason why I like to, to read about articles like this is because... As great as, you know, modern medicine is, it's very much about treating symptoms rather than the cause. So, you know, we, we've lost our shamanic ways, our witch doctors, our, our village physicians, you know, they would, they would hear you out and then tell you to go eat some roots or something because I guess they understood the cause rather than the symptom. So, Ooh, sounds like you've been reading some Daniel Suarez. I have not. Okay. That's just how, that's how I feel at heart. That's who I am, Mike. That's that is who I am. Okay. I accept uh, that. Yes. So, I like this kind of stuff. It's like anti-inflammatory medication or, you know, keto diet has anti-inflammatory benefits, help with depression instead of, you know, taking Xanax for the rest of your life or something, you know? Mm -hmm. I like that. Mm -hmm. So check out the article. Uh, linked in there, there is another link to the Telegraph uh, UK website, which I believe has more talk of uh, the other papers and studies that have come from clinical trials linking inflammation with depression. Mm. Yeah. Well, all right. Good stuff, Evan. Good stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Now to uh, change gears here slightly. The next article we have here, uh, I put here, not the hero we need, but the one we deserve. So this is about something I've been seeing in the news for the last few days. I just put it in here because it's kind of funny slash ridiculous. There's a woman who they've deemed the mad pooper. Jesus. She's a jogger who's been defecating shamelessly on people's <laughs> front lawns. That's pretty bold, front lawn. It is pretty bold. You got to like go into a neighborhood, plan your route for that. If you're doing it, you know, if you run through Rock Creek Parkway or something and you're in a well, well-covered wooded area and you got to drop one or if you're just doing it for fun, you know, it doesn't take a lot of gusto, but to run up to someone's house in broad daylight, I'm assuming it's broad daylight, it could be yes. at night. And uh, and take a shit on their lawn. That's impressive. This person deserves our respect. 
No, this person has been doing it in front of this woman's house for the last seven weeks. I thought you were going to say seven years. <laughs> her children even caught her, like, right outside doing it. And, oh. Like, here's the here's quote. They're like, that lady's taking a poop. <laughs> so the mom comes outside, and she's like, are you serious? Are you really taking a poop right here in front of my kids? And the woman was like, yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, like they're having a conversation while the woman's pooping. <laughs> they said it happens at least once a week. Okay. Devil's advocate here. What if this lady has some serious digestive issues that she won't let interrupt her morning routine, and it just so happens that environmental triggers and biological triggers make her have to poop immediately once she gets to this woman's front lawn. I like one of the uh, I like one of the the comments here. Good for her. We should be free to poop wherever we like. Make America make America poop again. Make America poop great again. <laughs> so yeah, I don't think that's the case, Evan. Like you said, you know your whole Dell's advocate thing. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, it's just funny. And they even have her on video. I'm like, how hard it is to catch this woman. I mean, yeah. if the if the cops really wanted to catch her, they very much could. For sure. Know? They could just have a cop, like, inside the house where she's always been coming. Like, you know, do like a stakeout. Yeah. <laughs> get some Chinese like, food, get some yeah. binoculars. Yeah, you know. And, uh, you know, they'll catch her. I mean, they'll be like, oh, there she is. And they'll run outside and fucking tackle her or whatever. And that's it. You know, it's it's uh, everywhere. <laughs> it's in my <laughs> raccoon wounds. <laughs> exactly. So, so yeah, that's in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Oh, boy. So I wouldn't have expected that. That's kind of an upscale area, I think. Oh. Maybe I have a, a high opinion of Colorado. I guess so. I don't know. I don't have. To me, my opinion of Colorado is, oh, that's in the middle of nowhere. That's my opinion of Colorado. So, it's it's very popular these days. Yeah, I don't get it. Well, okay, never did. People, are like, I'm going to Colorado. I'm like, why? <laughs> it's got all the weather. I think I mean, it's got mountains. You can ski. Uh, it's I guess got... that doesn't interest me. So there you go. Yeah. Okay. You know, I'm not a not a skier, Evan. Fair enough. Not that kind of white person. Fair enough. You're the other kind. <laughs> well, I'm a kind. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not that kind. I just know that. Okay. Not the kind who, who skis, who rollerblades. You're not named Chad. Who likes fucking turkey on a fucking sandwich? Who <laughs> turkey's not a meat? God damn it! It's not a sandwich meat. <laughs> I've been telling you for years. I have been telling you for years. Keep talking shit. I'll poop on your lawn. <laughs> That's right. Hey, maybe it's retribution. You know, I didn't think about that. We're, maybe we're maybe the police have to come at it from that angle. You know, Mike. Once again, we're talking about the symptoms when we should be addressing the cause. Exactly. Exactly. You know, the cops need to. You know why? Yeah. Porque? You know, <laughs> it's always about the porque. <laughs> <laughs> so, anywho. All right, next up here, um, we're starting to, uh, you know, we've talked about the singularity before, and uh, mm-hmm. 
you know, we're going to have machines in our bodies. We're going to be able to download ourselves into other machines, yada, yada. So here at a, um, at a university in South Africa, some researchers have linked a brain directly to the internet. How quickly was it corrupted? Oh, no, 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 no. I know so it's, it's, it's one way. <laughs> okay. So it, it outputs to the internet. Like basically they have an EEG device um, connected to someone's head, you know, mm -hmm. and then it's being sent to a raspberry Pi. Ha ha. And that all that is being live streamed uh, to an API and the data is being displayed on a website where anyone can view the brain activity. It's like the only thing that shows up is Hitler did nothing wrong. Hitler did nothing wrong. Hitler did nothing wrong. <laughs> yeah, like, what the right. fuck, dude? Like, what? <laughs> what? What's right is right. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh... <clears throat> yeah. So, I mean, it's not like, oh, my God, they did something revolutionary. Mm -hmm. But it's another step towards getting there, you know? Yeah. Um, I thought I, I closed my door, but apparently not. Right. The cat the cat got you. The cat um, is, is here. I think one of the major benefits that we'll see from brain-computer interactivity... Um, which were kind of it kind of already exists but you know not as robust as it could be is uh prosthetic limbs oh definitely i mean you see people who have you know uh, a prosthetic arm with articulating fingers and they can kind of control it with muscle movements in their you know bicep and tricep and elbow area yeah no we got to have direct freaking you know yeah Direct contact, you know. Yeah, that's that's where it needs to get to. And that could even work for like people who are, let's say, they still have their their uh, legs, but they're paralyzed because of something oh, yeah. wrong with their spine or something. Mm -hmm. um, or Mr. Stephen Hawking, they could have a a something a device implanted, let's say, below the damage. Mm -hmm. bypasses it you know i think that has actually been tested i don't remember the results or the extent of you know what was done um but a thought just occurred to me is like once we have that level of capability then that's pretty much you know where people just get robot bodies and put your brain in there mm -hmm. or ghost in the shell bro or where like basically where an exoskeleton around your body allow your entire muscle structure to atrophy, uh, you know, within this robotic shell and, you know, maybe pump it with nutrients. So you don't technically die. So your organs still function. I don't know. Might be a step in the wrong direction. Actually, let's, let's, let's wipe the slate to start over. You've seen surrogates. I have not. What? I have not. You would you would like that movie. That's Bruce Willis, right? Yep. I might watch it. You should watch it. It's a good one. I'll make a note. All right. 
All right, let's see what else we got here. All right, moving on to Stranger Danger. So I just thought this was kind of funny. It's not really a Stranger Danger thing, but... So the Pirate Bay, mm-hmm. piratebay.org, uh, they were caught... Um, somehow they were able to... I think they're using JavaScript or something to on their website so that they could harness the power of other people's computers for cryptocurrency mining. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, that's genius. It is genius. <laughs> it's like, but, but it's they got, so they got caught. Really? Yeah. That's unfortunate. I wonder how much they accomplished. Yeah, it was JavaScript based. Uh... Yeah, it's called uh, Monero is the money. Okay. The cryptocurrency. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the software, the JavaScript software is from CoinHive. Hmm. Okay. So yeah, pretty uh pretty interesting. I was like, man, that is genius. It is. <laughs> it's Imagine like, if the Washington Post did that or something. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, what's to say they're not? Well, I doubt they are. But yeah. Or what about Google, like Facebook, <gasps> Facebook. I'm assuming. Well, I don't know. Instagram. Do you, do you have to be on? What if MySpace did that? Wait a second. No. <laughs> yeah. What if something less relevant did that? <laughs> do you have to be on the site for it to operate, or it's just you visit the site, something's triggered, and for you know a, a certain time or um you know window your some of your processor is directed towards that because if it if you have to be on the site for it to work then yeah i don't know too many people who idle at google.com but a lot of people would probably have facebook open in a tab hmm yeah it doesn't really say um like yeah is it you know whatever mm-hmm. now supposedly uh, the Pirate Bay, they responded and they said, we were just testing it for 24 hours. And it's a test to see if we can, um, like, we want to get rid of ads on our site. So ah. this would be a opt-in kind of thing. Well, this would be another way of, you know, generating revenue. Mm-hmm. Um, so they said it should uh, only consume 20 to 30% of your CPU power and would be restricted to run in only a single tab. Hmm. So, but yeah, so they weren't, you know, supposedly it wasn't like, yeah, we just turned this on. Fuck you guys. You know, like, right. It was actually like, we're testing it, you know, and that's it. Okay. Well, so, that's still, that's still pretty interesting. Yeah. I want, I'm, I mean, they'd probably get a pretty good return on people, you know, not wanting to see ads. Mm-hmm. If it's, you know, if it's an opt in, well, if it's opt in, then they would make, more money either way because I guess they would still show ads except to a select few people and those few people would be generating money uh, in other ways. Interesting. Yep. So, um, I think we talked about this a while ago, but I just wanted to, it came up again in my, in my travels. I mm-hmm. wanted to <laughs> bring it up. Um, <coughs> I thought, so, the, the headline here is this $5 device can hack your locked computer in one minute. Mm-hmm. So I thought that I thought we talked about this a long time ago and then James was going to maybe buy something, order something. 
Is this the land turtle? Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Well, that's um, the th- that's what we talked about before. I don't. I think it was more like forty dollars or so, but I think he did get one. Now this is actually a. Uh, this actually uses a ra- this article that I have here. This actually uses a Raspberry Pi Zero. Hmm. Coincidence? Exactly, and it's a, a something called a poison tap. Okay, that does sound very familiar. That, I think that was one of the exploits. Um, used with something else, but I could be mistaken. But that that term is very familiar. Yeah, it's like emulates an Ethernet device over USB or Thunderbolt. Yeah, hijacks all internet traffic from the machine, siphons and stores HTTP cookies and sessions from the web browser, exposes the internal router to the attacker, making it accessible remotely. Installs a persistent web-based backdoor in HTTP cache. Allows the attacker to remotely force the user to make HTTP requests and proxy back responses with the user's cookies. Nice. Does not require the machine to be unlocked. Backdoors and remote access persist even after the device is removed. Yep. So that that kind of looks like what the land turtle is. I the land turtle. I just looked up their website. It's fifty dollars, mm-hmm. and I mean I'm pretty sure it's just fifty dollars because it's a pre-assembled, quite portable, you know, device. Yeah, but you can build your own for five dollars, like you're going to do. <laughs> like I'm going to do because I just bought a Raspberry Pi Zero. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. I actually, yeah, I actually have one of these somewhere else too. I just don't know what the hell happened to it. It's it, deployed in the field. Oh, it might be. Although, <laughs> yeah, like you said, this is the the wireless one. Yeah, this new one I got. So I guess it has Wi-Fi on it. Hmm. Curiouser and curiouser. Oh. <laughs> So, okay, so James got one of those land turtle things, which looks like it might be the same. It's a different device, but it does the same thing. Yeah. Sounds like. Okay. If anyone is interested in seeing a demonstration, uh, there's a couple YouTube videos. One by Hack5, H-A-K-5. Or uh, is it Hack5 or Hacks? I think it's Hack5. Oh, yeah, that's what I'd say. Um, You can go look it up. They do some good reviews. Nice. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, good. I'm glad we glad we got that cleared up. Yeah. So and I'd kind of forgotten about it. So yeah, I'm definitely I, gonna want to take. I a totally back. forgot about that. I think about it every couple months or something. It's like James, didn't you get that thing? He's like, Oh yeah, I did. Yeah, <laughs> and then, then that's it. That, that's the end of the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> we like to keep things simple here. Mm-hmm. Oh, we'll just watch YouTube videos and. Yeah. Exactly. And upgrade our RAM for no reason. Yeah, and get distracted. <laughs> yep. Buy another guitar. Yeah. Um, Why are you taking this like three shots in a row? Oh! What's going on? Boom! Did you ever get that guitar? Uh, yeah. Which one? The seven string Jackson? When? Like the day I told you about it? When was that? Uh, seven months ago. Maybe? Oh no no no! I was thinking of the one more recently that you sent oh. me. Oh, that one. No, I didn't. Oh, okay. 
No, the like one a I week found, or two ago. Yeah, the one I saw on eBay. I was like, I like the look of this very much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't buy that. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that's fine then. That's fine. Yeah. One a year, Evan. One a year. <laughs> so I got to take one of those shots back, but you're still a piece of shit for upgrading your RAM and all that other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. How dare you? How dare I'm, you? I'm low on resources, man. I need a hundred <laughs> tabs of Chrome open at all times. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, Chrome Chrome works very well. That it is eating memory. Now I had the opposite experience, at least when I first started using when I f- first set this system back up, did all the updates and everything, Chrome was running like trash. I had like three tabs open. That's so weird. I went I installed Firefox and that was working great. So I've been using Firefox for the past few days. Ridiculous. I know. And this, you're talking to Mr. Firefox over here. I know. And now I can't even, I launched Firefox. I'm like, ugh, this <laughs> piece of trash. <laughs> like, seriously, I, it must be my installation of it. There must be something wrong with it. Or like, you know, like I have a, a plug-in in there that's a piece of garbage or something. You know, it must be something like that. Maybe. But, yeah, man, it's just like dragon, you know? Do you... um? Do you still use Adblock Plus? Um, do you have that enabled? In that browser, I probably do. Okay. Well, get rid of that and put on uBlock Origin. Mm-hmm. I have we'll... uBlock Origin in Chrome now. Okay. Yeah. Once I did that, um, it was on another system, I think. Once I, because I had I had AdBlock Plus installed, I had AdGuard installed, I had uBlock Origin installed, and they were all running. I was like, Jesus Christ, this is going so slow. He's like, I have three antivirus softwares, <laughs> all and they're all fighting with, with each other. <laughs> exactly. Um, it's like, no, I'm in charge. No, I'm in charge. <laughs> but I got rid of uh, AdBlock Plus and AdGuard, and things have been smooth. Okay. Yeah, I'm looking in uh, in Firefox right now. I got a few things in here. Like I have HTTPS everywhere. Mm-hmm. I have AdBlock Plus, and I have LastPass. I'd probably just get rid of AdBlock Plus. I I yeah. don't. I'm sure LastPass is not doing anything intensive. All right. Well, I'll play with that yeah. later. So, should we talk about some science fiction? Yes. So, um, it's gonna air tomorrow on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Star Trek Discovery. Yes. It's finally here. Get, so I get can't it before wait. it's canceled. Yeah. Well, I hope it's not canceled. But uh they had the premiere party earlier this week. I saw some some snaps from the red carpet. Ooh. Um You know, so I was checking that out on the official uh Star Trek Instagram page. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. But hey. <laughs> Whatever, you know. And oh, the not, park was there. I'm not laughing at you for following them. I'm laughing at how, like, everything has, like, Instagram and Twitter and Snapchat now. Oh, I know. Yeah, like, it's ridiculous. Official Star Trek Instagram. What the fuck? <laughs> it's silly. It is silly, but that's how they get... So get the word out, I guess. That's how they know? get to kids these days, huh? Yeah, that's how I found out about that uh, that Star Trek movie, you know? That special Star Trek oh, 2. 
show. Yeah, yeah. So I did found you go out to that? that? I did. What'd you think? So yeah, I guess I guess we haven't talked about it. Camaraderie. Did you, so, did you feel close to everyone in the audience? Not really. Were um, there cosplayers? There were. I didn't notice. Okay. But no, it was good. Um, there was you know a little interview with Shatner beforehand. Oh, nice. That was kind of cool. Um, so the movie, I didn't even realize though, the movie, it was like a director's cut version of the movie. Mm -hmm. So there were a few additional scenes. Nice. And some of them I, I understand, I'm like, okay, this is interesting. It kind of changes us a little bit, but I was like, okay, I see why they cut it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Okay. It's dragging on. Yeah. It's like, all right, this is ridiculous. You know, Hmm. but, uh, no, it was good. It was good. I liked it. I'm glad I went. Um, you know, obviously I've never seen that movie on the big screen cause it was released in like 1984 or something. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of fun, you know, seeing it on the, on the big screen and, uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. Oh, and it was also cool. The, the interview with Shatner, you know, he kind of gave some behind the scenes kind of what was going on and stuff, you know, and mm-hmm. pretty like Nimoy was such a prick, <laughs> pretty interesting. Um, well, he, he actually, he ended up, he told us, or, he, you know, he, they were talking in the interview that he ended up getting, they had a clause in their contract, like, like, I think him and Leonard Nimoy. So, like, whatever one got, the other one got. Okay. You know? So, Leonard Nimoy gets to direct. Shatner gets to direct, you know? like ah. So, that's why, like, one movie's directed by Leonard Nimoy, then the next movie's directed by Shatner, and then, you know, they're kind of doing that back and forth. I didn't and, know that. So, more than, yeah. so, all the perks, not just money. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And, uh, also, it was interesting hearing about, um, Ricardo Montalban. Mm-hmm. Apparently, he was quite, um, he had an injury, like, to his leg or something, or his knee. Mm-hmm. And by the time they were filming this movie, he could like almost not walk. Oh, wow. And I was like, well, they, they pulled it off pretty well then <laughs> because he looks fine on the screen there. But like they, he said, he said like he couldn't really walk, you know, but his, his upper body was so strong. And like you see him in the movie and he looks all like built. That's him. That's just yeah. how he looks mm-hmm. like in real life. Like that's how Ricardo Montalban looked. <laughs> I was like, oh my god. It's like that's pretty awesome. <laughs> Every day is arm day. Mm-hmm. Oh, his chest was all like Psst, you know. <laughs> I was like, geez, man. It's pretty cool. So so yeah, it was fun. And uh you know Ed. Ed Ed uh came also and saw the oh, movie. Nice. So so that was cool. Yeah. So yeah, had a good time. Excellent. See um, I told you you'd be glad you went. Yeah. Oh absolutely. So, uh, yeah. So anyway, so Star Trek Discovery that airs tomorrow on, I guess on CBS, which yep. for us, for us here would be Channel 9 in the DC area. But, uh, you ever go somewhere else? You know, you don't even have to travel far and the, the local stations change. Like, we're from the same area. So Fox 5 rolls off the tongue. Mm hmm. You go somewhere else, they're like, Welcome to Fox Four. You're like, whoa, whoa, whoa what? Fox In Baltimore, 10. Baltimore, like, it's wait, Fox Forty Five. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, what's going? What the fuck is going on? 
CBS is, you know, well, didn't CBS have two channels like nine and 11 conspiracy? I think 11's the Baltimore one. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing because we're kind of close to Baltimore, so we get the a lot of times you get the Baltimore ones too. Yeah. Welcome to Fox 48 on-site reporting. Fuck out of here. Yeah, that's like there used to be a channel something on channel two. I don't I don't remember if that was NBC also, but. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, unfortunately, I don't think I'll be able to watch it live because I'll be busy tomorrow. Mm-hmm. The whole reason we're recording today. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to watch oh, we'll, it. We'll have a recap for sure. Any way I can. Um, I'll, I'm probably going to end up subscribing to the CBS, whatever the crap it is, just so I can, like, support the show. Right. You know? Because if ever, yeah, I mean, I really don't want to, but if everyone says fuck that and just goes download the show illegally, <laughs> then they're not going to have another, you know, they're not going to have another season, obviously. Right. So. You know, I mean, gotta do got to do my part. I guess it, it would be fair to investigate what is really offered for the monthly subscription, which I assume is, you know, between six and ten dollars, somewhere around there. Yes, um, it is approximately like six ninety nine or something like that. Like, does I don't care about any other show on CBS, so. You know, don't you don't know. want to watch every episode of Jag? <laughs> no. <laughs> so Diagnosis it, murder? No, I'm kidding. Oh, Jesus. Every I don't show even know if that's a... Goddamn same. Huh? Every show on television is the same. That's true. I'm, co- well, I'm convinced. So I don't know if it's still the case, but I remember looking it up and NCIS was the highest rated show on TV. I was like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> TV is officially dead. So but. that to me that was just hilarious. Of course that's a CBS show. You know. Ridiculous. So I I have not decided uh how I'm going to support Star Trek Discovery, but I do wish them well. You can I do a free seven day well. trial. Okay. Yeah, let's see, they have they have uh, Sheldon on here, so that show that I fucking love. Big um, Bang Theory. Yeah, they have David Morgan here, which is uh, Criminal Minds. That's actually a pretty good show, though it's kind of ridiculous also. Mm-hmm. Um, they have the Star Trek people right here. So, stream NFL on CBS Live. Oh, there you go. Ah, uh, okay. There I bet a lot of people have it for that. Get some football! Yeah. <laughs> Woo! Go local sports team! Mm-hmm. I also hope that our local team does well. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and they have a free seven-day trial, so you can try it out. Um, so, yeah. Right, Whatever. Well, best of luck. Whatever. So, I didn't realize... Well, we, okay, so the other sci-fi we're talking about is the Orville. Which we've talked about before. Did we talk about the first episode? Or I don't think that, we've uh, talked about the Orville. In except the inter- you and I have, have talked offline. But. Yeah. So I wanted to get your, your impression of the show and we can talk about it. Well, uh, I think my my opinion was that it was better than I expected it to be. 
which I'm happy about. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the preview that everyone, well, not everyone, that James was upset about because he hates Seth MacFarlane and says he can't act, <clears throat> um, that may have emphasized all of the uh, sort of not great parts of the first episode, the the poor comedic acting parts. Um, Seth MacFarlane... I, well, I don't hate him. I don't know what I'm trying to say here. I liked it. <laughs> He's like, I... It's good. <laughs> it's good. No. Um... What do you want me to say? Something I didn't know is that there are already three episodes. Well, I knew there were two, and then apparently... So I thought they, they aired it every Sunday night, but yeah. I saw something else that looks like they aired it every Thursday night. Okay. So... That means an episode just aired this past Thursday, so that means there's three episodes. Yes. So, I've seen the first two episodes. Um, The first episode, I mean, you know, they have to lay the groundwork and blah, blah, blah. It's fine. There were a few jokes that I was like, really, bro? You know? Mm-hmm. I was like, these are the jokes. I mean, I don't know what I expected, you know, but... It's about what I expected. Um... One it's very thing, it's very simple. It is very simple, yes. Like if you're expecting Star Trek, it's not Star Trek. No. You know, it's like Star Trek like simplified. It's like it's going to be a sitcom under the guise of sci-fi. Right. Um uh, so I think that I don't remember her name, but the the female character who's like super strong and can run fast and jump high. Yeah. In the first episode, the, the utilization of her in like every, you know, battle scenario, I'll say, well, I was already kind of like, uh, this is a bit much. It's like, is she just going to be like the superhero of the show, you know, saving everyone, you know, at every, uh, at every turn. Well, it's funny you say that. Cause in the second episode, so she doesn't use any of her superhuman strength. I okay. I have not seen episode two or three. Well, tough. Tough shit. <laughs> they basically they end up leaving her in charge of the ship. Okay. And so she doesn't need to use her superhuman strength or anything. Mm-hmm. But she does end up saving the day by using her superhuman. Middle management abilities. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Exactly. Okay. Um, Superhuman negotiating tactics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the, the main chick who's the first officer? Yep. She's the chick from John Wick, the first movie, that is trying to kill him inside the hotel, whatever it's oh, called. Oh, yeah. I don't remember what it's called. Um She's like Miss Miss Perkins, I think, mm-hmm. in John Wick. That's her character's name. Mm-hmm. So same actress. Her name's like Adrian Palicki or something. Yes. I kind of like her. I kind of mm-hmm. like her. She's cool. Yeah. Know? Um. I know what you mean. Like. <laughs> whatever. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, the show is just very, very simple. Um, 
It'll get two or three seasons, probably. Eh, maybe. Uh, we'll see. We'll I mean, if see. it depends how much Seth MacFarlane really cares about it. Obviously, it's he. It's his show. But I don't. You know, if the studio or if funding drops out, how likely is he to sort of pay for it himself? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like like we've talked about before, he's he's actually a Star Trek fan. Yep. So, oh, and get this. I didn't realize this. Um, so, I was, you know, I was watching the first show and, you know, the credits and everything. One of the executive producers of the Orville is Brandon Braga. Mm-hmm. And he's been involved in Star Trek for a very long time. Did he come on after uh, Next Generation? He was like... Deep Space Nine, Voyager, and Yeah, I'm not sure if he was Next Generation, but I I know he was in Voyager, yeah. or involved in Voyager, and maybe Deep Space Nine. Like, from then on. Yeah. yeah. So, and he's done other stuff, too. Like, he did that show, I was trying to think of the name of it the other day. What's the show that was on Fox, where they're like, it's set in the future, and the future's all fucked, and they're like, alright, we're going back 65 million years. Woo! Terra Nova. Terra Nova. I love that show. I liked it, too, actually. It had real potential. It did, and they canceled it after the first season. Yep. Um, but that was a Brandon Braga I think special. one of the major contributors to its cancellation was that people complained that the very few scenes where they interacted with dinosaurs were like super shitty CGI, which I can understand. They probably didn't have a huge budget for the show, you know, just starting out. Hmm. I mean, the CGI, granted, different time periods, different computing power, but the CGI in, you know, the first season of Star Trek's Next Generation was really bad. Oh, well, I mean. Yeah, yeah, different time, different capabilities, but, you know, give them, give them a break. This, I liked the story. I was reading a, a review or it was some article that was like the 10 best Star Trek Next Generation episodes or some shit like that. And they're like, yeah, these episodes are great. This, that, this, that. And then they're like talking. They're like, they're like, have you seen the first season? They're like, we're lucky there was a second season. They're yeah. Like, <laughs> like, like the first season is pretty much all garbage, you know? And I was like, yeah, I guess kind of. You're not totally wrong. Um, the, this episode that they said really where it started being a good show was, I don't remember which episode number it is, but it's in the second season where they have a trial. Basically, to see if to see is is data, you know, a person does he have rights? Because mm-hmm. the guy comes and he's like, "All right, I'm here to uh, take you away and disassemble you." And data's like, "Uh, what?" Yeah, he's like, "No, thank you." Yeah, and that actually, that's a great episode. That's a great. Everyone episode. should binge watch the entire series of Star Trek: The Next Generation. I agree with that. And I did continue some, on. I did some Googling about, uh, you know, sometimes you see someone wearing something weird on the show. Like, all of a sudden, Picard's wearing some weird jacket that looks like oh, his yeah. uniform. Mm-hmm. And so I've seen, seen, seen the same thing, like, in uh, Voyager. Like, Belana Torres, all of a sudden, she's wearing yeah. some jacket, and she has with, tools with like a in pocket the pocket protector. and stuff. I'm like, what is going on? So, of course, for her, it was when she was pregnant in real life. 
Okay, yeah. They were trying to hide it, you know? Um, and Picard, I was like, oh, because he was pregnant? You know, that doesn't make <laughs> yeah. any sense. But no, apparently he he requested a uh, a jacket or something to a set him apart. Jacket? To oh. set him apart. So he wears it intermittently throughout the rest of the show, like from season three or four on. Yeah. You know, like whenever it's like when it was he's introduced. lounging around his quarters. No one else has one. Right. No one else has one. Yeah. You know, something that I, I didn't realize or didn't think about until now is that all those tools that uh, Bolana Torres was carrying around in her pocket protector, I don't think she ever used any of them. And weren't they all like flat metal tools? Like they might as well be a scalpel. Like what? What are you carrying those for? Yeah, who knows? I don't know, man. You always see them with uh, with stuff. the The problem with Star Trek, there's never any clutter. Right. Well, you, there is, but you don't see. It's not. There's no clutter in the professional environment. But you know, in a few episodes, you see some of the lower crewmen are quite uh, unkempt. Oh, yeah, that's true. But, like, it's like, where are all these tools? Like, right. <laughs> where are they putting these things? It's like, they're in the locker. Go check them out and put it back where you found it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like, okay. I mean, I guess it's kind of like... Uh, I mean, maybe that's how... A like car a... mechanic. You know, yeah. you have, like, a toolbox, and then all the drawers pull out. Everything's in there, but at the end of every day, in theory... You kind of clean up, close it up so it looks tidy. Right. Yeah, it's probably, yeah, it must be the same thing. Same kind of thing. I mean, there's we're talking about engineers in a box made of some alloy that's flying through space faster than light. They're going to, you know, they can figure out how to organize. <laughs> True, Evan. True. <clears throat> yeah. So, so tomorrow I'm, I'm going to the Baltic Baltimore Comic Convention, aka mm-hmm. Comic Con. We'll definitely see a lot of cosplay there. So I'm I've never been to this type of event before. I'm interested to see what I'm gonna see. Um so I'll have a report for our next our next show. Take pictures, interview at will, feel free to do some write ups. Is mm-hmm. For Scythia going? Uh, I don't know. I haven't seen anything. Okay. I know she's into the scene and does cosplay and everything. Yeah, I've uh, I've seen that also, but I think they usually go to one that's in DC. Hmm. Is it Dragon Con or something? I don't know. I make that up? I don't something. Know. There's so many of them. Yeah. I missed out. I wanted to go to... Um... Well, maybe it's still coming up. I don't know. There's one called Awesome Con that I want to go to. Okay, yeah. Um, and there's another one coming up, I think, in January or February. I can't remember what it's called now, but I'll have to uh, I'll have to talk to Stefan about that because I know he's going. Okay. So, anyway. Cool. All right. So I will have to watch the uh, episode two and three of the Orville. Yeah, I still need to watch the third one, so. And we'll have a recap of the fourth one next week. And we're going to watch Star Trek Discovery. Yes. Definitely going to watch that. Um, Got, what's this, what's this in the yum update? It's puzzling. 
So <laughs> the article on uh, Vice, vice.com, vegetarians who eat fish are actually onto something. So the the author says, I've never understood why certain vegetarians think it's okay to eat fish until I realized that fish brains look like beans and lack the developed neocortex. So that makes them incapable of feeling pain. Really? Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's... So vegetarians who eat fish, in my opinion, are pescatarians. They're, um, but sure. I didn't know the, the reasoning for that. And since you explained fish brains, there's actually been an argument that uh, vegans should be ethically okay with eating um, like mollusks, clams, scallops, stuff like that, because they have like no nervous system or something like that. Like there's there's not even a capability of, of you know, pain or consciousness or whatever. Hmm. Interesting. So, so there is that argument, but they still have the benefits of protein and, uh, you know, fatty acids and all that kind of the beneficial nutritional stuff. So what they say here, um, it says, think of fish as computers that react to a constant stream of stimuli in specific ways. Essentially, fish are other, not animals exactly, not self-conscious, and incapable of pain. Uh, they say it's an argument that has historical roots. Both Judaism and Catholicism regulate fish separately from meat. Mm -hmm. um, they're like, it's cream cheese and lox, not cream cheese and roast beef. <laughs> it says, by classifying them separately from animals, pescatarians argue that killing a fish is more ethical than killing, say, a chicken. Mm -hmm. I mean, chickens are dinosaurs. So I don't disagree with that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, here's an interesting argument that I was just reminded of because I was watching an old episode of probably my, one of my favorite TV shows, QI. Um, there's an argument that there is no such thing as a fish. Thoughts. So we we call fish, you know, it's just kind of a general term for. You think you think you're here, man? <laughs> you think you're that's not air? <laughs> so, but I mean, you know, we think of fish as fish, right? But they're all like different species with remarkably similar forms that live in the ocean. However, they're no, they're not, you know, the same. As I guess it would be like calling us and chimpanzees and gorillas and everything primates, which we We're, are, right? We are, but we don't refer to it that way. I, what am I? A fish, hmm. Well, I'll back burn this argument and come back with a better presentation, okay? But it's, I'll All put right. the idea out there. There may be no such thing as I want fish. slides. I will. He's create, like, I will not do that. I will create a uh, Lotus one two three presentation for you. <laughs> I appreciate it. No problem. I do. Now use um, what's Apple's thing called? 
iMovie? No, no, no. You know, they have numbers. That's Excel. They have... Oh, I have no idea. Keynote. That's what it is. Key, I'm not Keynote. That's their PowerPoint. <laughs> uh, yep. So I, I will present fish. you with a poster board. Fish aren't people. Um, fish aren't animals. According to this. So, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Um, I will have to read through that. Yeah. No, it's very interesting. So. Thank you. And obviously this doesn't apply to marine mammals. That's different. Ooh. Right? The orca. Right. The killer whale that's not a whale. Yep. Is the whale killer. (laughs) Yeah. What other marine mammals are there? Huh? It is. Yeah. So. Like marine mammal is exactly what it sounds like. It's a mammal that lives in the water. Yeah. Now, do you know the birthing not habits a fish. of the orca? The what? <laughs> the, do you know the birthing habits? Do they do they nurse their young? It's like, do they lay eggs? Uh, <laughs> well, sharks lay eggs. Do they? Some of them. Huh. Nurse sharks lay eggs. Like, do they have little hats too? A little yes. red, red. Correct. Can't they wear candy striper outfits and everything? Yes. <laughs> They administer injections to all the other creatures of the ocean. <laughs> oh, not just to the other sharks? No. They don't discriminate. Oh, okay. They, they, they They're bound the hippo- by the Hippocratic Oath. They do no harm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Right. Good. Good. Glad to hear that things are going swimmingly. Fucking guy. <laughs> Fucking guy. Oh. All right. I'll, give, I'll give it to you. That was a good one. That was a good one. I bet you feel good about yourself right now. I kind of do. I yeah. kind of do, actually. <laughs> it was like, oh, don't, yeah. don't break your arm. Pat yourself on the back there, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just uh, do myself a... Uh... <laughs> one on each shoulder there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we move on to the extra section. Yes. Let us. Couple quick things. First off, uh, about the uh, we always care about the American warfighter, even though that term is something that I dislike. I feel like that's now power to the P. I definitely respect police and military and everything, but I don't necessarily put them above the rest of society, and. I kind of feel like the term warfighter is in tune with hero and definitely not everyone's a hero. So that's just a simple explanation, but it has nothing. It doesn't have much to do with the story in local news, Fox 45. Well, thank you for that. Uh, incredibly irrelevant analysis. Well, it's, it's relevant to the, this article <laughs> has to do with soldiers and, and everything like that. Right. No, I so, see. So, yeah. I see. It was, it's at the Aberdeen Proving Ground. Yeah. Yeah. So, I was, you know, the soldier had triggered in my mind the warfighter, and then I triggered myself and just went on that little <laughs> explanation. You triggered explanation. yourself, huh? Yeah. Okay. Um, 
So, yeah, in local news, back east, scientists at the Aberdeen Proving Grounds have developed a nano-galvanic aluminum-based powder that uh, reacts, it releases hydrogen uh, when exposed to water. Does it get triggered? A a reaction is triggered. A violent (laughs) reaction is triggered. I'm triggered, yo! (laughs) So... This could be useful for milita- for military personnel in uh, in in remote areas in deep operation, deep cover for powering electronics. In remote AOs. What is that? Area of operations. Okay. Yes. Remote remote theaters. The- oh yeah, that's a good. I like that term. <laughs> so they're thinking about using you know hydrogen fuel cells are very efficient, quiet. Uh, easy to work with. Um, I made the last one up. I don't know if they're easy to work with, but they're probably they probably are. They use their battery. Their batteries. <laughs> Is it easy to work with? Good for you. Smells great. Like yep. what, what? What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, it's good for indigestion. It's like you're like those people who were sold all the crap made out of radium. <laughs> exactly. It's like it, you can feel the burn, right? Yeah, I mean it's working. It's doing something. So anyways, hydrogen can be used as fuel for for people in remote uh, situations. But I guess the scientists were thinking about, you know, okay, so we have this 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 powder that will release hydrogen in in a reaction with water. But if they're in a remote area, water's probably pretty precious. What else do they have? So, like, naturally, we're going to try it with urine. And what they found is that perhaps due to the acidic uh, acidity and the electrolyte content, that the hydrogen, the reaction that releases the hydrogen, is actually doubled, doubled like sped up two x. So it happens hmm. in half the time. So it'd be quick, faster charging batteries. You know, it could be good for, uh, well, not really space travel because that urine is recycled into drinking water but you know it's it's got put some pretty good potential applications for the warfighter for the warfighter yep all right now the next article i have in here is not very long um it, and it really doesn't give many details it, there is a link to an original uh, article on Korean Daily that might have more details, um, but basically some research has been done by uh, a couple who have linked um, bacteria. I'll say bacterial growth in the mother's digestive tract to autism, and in this you mean is a, Jenny McCarthy was wrong. Jenny McCarthy was wrong. That's not to say that vaccines can't have a contributing factor, like they'd be that extra 2%, um, but definitely not the cause. So in another mouse study, the a, a pregnant mother mouse was um, given some bacteria in her, in her uh, digestive tract, in her gut, in her gutty works, and the fetus was showing signs of I'm going to say pre-autism because I don't know what the actual term is. 
the mother was then given a dose of antibiotics to eliminate that bacteria and the fetus, the fetus's pre-autism disappeared. So I think this would be an interesting read to, to go more into this, but something that I had read before is that someone uh, proposed that autism was determined in the womb, essentially when the, the blood brain barrier something in between your brain and the intracranial fluid was not forming correctly. Um, that that's what the cause of autism is. Not vaccines. So anyways, potentially interesting articles. You are muted. I clicked on the link to the original article. Is it the same site? It is the same site. <laughs> so the site we're on is koreadailyus.com. Oh, okay. Okay. The other, the real site, or the other site is koreadaily.com. Same and article, just in Korean. Yes. It's okay. the exact same article <laughs> in Korean. Okay. Fair I was enough. like, oh. <laughs> That's to be expected, yet slightly disappointing. I mean, yeah. Exactly. So if you're interested, maybe you can find a better article, but uh, food for thought. I like it. I'm glad. Makes me happy. All right. So I came across this article on. I'm getting a lot of stuff from Vice lately. I don't know what's going on, but. They're decent. They're, uh, they're on it. So. The hidden phenomenon that could ruin your old discs. So, disc rot. Mm -hmm. Apparently, it's possible for you to have a brand new factory sealed CD, DVD, whatever. Open it up. It's been sealed for 20 years. Open it up, and there could be something wrong with the disc. Mm -hmm. And there wasn't something wrong with it 10 years ago. But maybe five years ago, it started developing an issue. So is it so, not a result of contamination? It's something like in the process of its its creation? Yeah, it's um, it's or probably God the way it was originally made, ways. like which dyes were used. Mm. Um, so how do they make CDs and DVDs? I'm not 100% it's sure. It's like melted plastic pressed into... A mold or like, like, you know, paper is like a long tube of plastic. And do they make slices off of it and then apply the reflective coating to, so you can write? I know. We'll have to look it up. I'm sure there's a YouTube video of it being yeah. done somewhere. When it, when in doubt, refer to YouTube. That's, that's what I've learned over the past year. So there was a, a British CD manufacturer. Uh, it was a joint venture between Philips and DuPont. So it was Philips and DuPont Optical, PDO. Mm -hmm. Between 1988 and 1993, it says here they pressed a number of CDs that used an inferior lacquer that wasn't resistant to sulfur. Hmm. And the reason that that's a problem is because... Um, the books, like the little booklets that are included with a CD... Those little booklets could contain trace amounts of sulfur. Mm -hmm. 
So it said this would lead to the aluminum layer eventually corroding, making the discs look bronze and damaging the quality of the audio on the discs. Interesting. And so they, this company ran a hotline that allowed people to exchange the damaged discs for new ones between 1991 and 2006. Jesus. Yeah. So they only, they only pressed them between 88 and 93, but they started a hotline in 91. And they finally got their act together after, I guess, after 93. Um, but they interviewed people here from the Library of Congress. Oh, know, cause, yeah. Because they have this, you know, they're dealing with this problem, not only on CDs, but other things too. And, uh, so they say, um, this is a few things. According to the Library of Congress, discs with significant errors are often still at least partially readable. Mm-hmm. So even if there's an error, a lot of them you can still play it, use it, whatever, and it you know it'll mostly work. It should be okay. Um, they say a scratch on the top of the disc is more problematic than a scratch on the bottom of the disc. That's like a scratch in the coding. Which on the underside of which the data is actually written, mm-hmm. not just like the plastic. So, hmm. Yeah. Um, DVDs are generally better than CDs. It says because the disc's reflective layer is pressed inside the polycarbonate discs. Ooh. Interesting. I wonder if that's because so many CDs, like, got scratched up like that they were like uh we got to come up with a better way to do this and make it more robust yeah but it says discs dvds are often more susceptible to breaking apart due to chemical reactions between the layers and the polycarbonate discs and as a result the layers can delaminate over time Ah, dual layer discs tend to not hold up so well which is probably most commercial dvds or at least a lot of them. Are uh, Blu-rays a totally different technology, or is that sort of an expansion on DL-DVD? Um, I mean, it's it's different because he uses a different color laser, I guess. Right. Um, so I think those are even, you know, obviously every time they do this, they, they've learned more, right? So they, so they make it better, but... I don't know how they don't really talk about Blu-rays here too much, mm-hmm. so I don't know how much better they are than DVDs or CDs. And the other problem is those haven't been around as long. So CDs they've been around since like the '80s. So yeah, um, recordable discs don't last as long, you know, as opposed to a store-bought, you know, like mass-produced, printed. Yeah. Uh... They say it's part because of the organic dye used. Um, which is vulnerable to degradation. Um, recordable DVDs have a higher levels of light sensitivity. Um, also, they say a recordable disc is burned. The way a recordable disc is burned affects its lifespan. They say, I don't know what this means. This is a poorly recorded disc tends to wear out more quickly. I don't know what poorly recorded means. You know, I don't know. Like, it's wonder, a shitty job, but it works. Like, I don't understand. Yeah. yeah. Could be, you know, 
your your maybe your burner's burner a piece of garbage, garbage, like it barely works, but it but or, it got it. Or it's a uh, a DVD RW, and you keep re you know writing over it. <laughs> that whole thing was that's fucking magic, by the way. That's true. We should look into that at some point. And then down here at the bottom, they say laser disowners can tell you all about the horrors of laser <laughs> rot. <laughs> so it was a big problem with laser discs. It's like you just guys, you guys just add laser to the beginning of everything to make yourself sound fancier. Mm-hmm. No, we laser don't. Yep. So interesting read. There's a lot of stuff in this article. You guys want to check it out? It's interesting. Um, all right. Let's see. Let's move on here. To I just thought this was funny. I wish James was here to see this. This picture mm-hmm. of this bird. How so does it compare to the shoe bill? <laughs> Let's see. Um. Yeah, I don't know. This thing apparently it's it's just it's a huge. It's a huge fucking bird. It's like a fucking ostrich or something, you know? Oh, this thing? This is a fucking dinosaur, too. It's a, a cassowary? Cassowary, yeah. Cassowary? So, yeah, I don't know. I never heard of that, but they're in they're in Australia. Yep. It's like and if you imagine the dinosaur with the big fin on its head uh, mixed with a chicken mixed with an emu. Oh, oh yeah, you mean the... No, I was thinking of someone else, but yeah, they could. You could see. Oh, some you're of that thinking too. the uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. Yeah, this thing is look looks fucking crazy looking. <laughs> this thing looks like a yeah, kind of like an ostrich, I guess. But like with a blue a blue neck mm-hmm. and <laughs> okay, <laughs> this so, bird is so metal. Ancient dinosaur, <laughs> peacock, ostrich. Put all those together, and you got this thing. Correct. With the thirst for blood. Yes. Yep. Exactly. So, yeah. Just check out this article. These birds look nuts. Or just do a, uh, uh, just do a search for cassowary. You can spell that. You're better than me. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. So that's just funny. James, if you ever listen to this, check it out. So here's another article. About, uh, this is just a funny, it has a link to a funny ass video. This guy upgrades, he, he starts like at the earliest version of, of Windows that he can and keeps on doing the in place upgrade. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he upgrades from Windows 1 or 2 to Windows 3 and then to 311, then to 95, then to 98, then to this, then to that. And <laughs> And stuff still works. Yeah. Yeah. That's impressive. Oh, it says beginning with MS-DOS 3.10. Whew. So, he, uh, he used VirtualBox to, uh, to do this. So it's just, you know, it's an exercise in, in insanity, but kind of cool. I wonder if this would even be possible on modern hardware. Like, you know, Windows or DOS 3.1 would be like, uh, what the fuck is NVIDIA? Oh, yeah, no, I mean, even, like, like okay, I guess maybe longer than three years ago, but, well, yeah, maybe five years ago now. We started upgrading people to Windows 7 at yep. work. 
So prior to that, we were still using Windows XP, right? But Windows 7 came out in 2009, and Windows Vista came out whenever, you know, mm -hmm. 2006 maybe or something. So XP doesn't know what, what uh, AHCI is. Uh-huh. Or I should say it has no built-in drivers for that. So you put in a, a Windows XP disk, try to boot up off it, and you get a blue screen of death immediately. So the same thing would happen with one of these OSs. They're like, I don't know what that is. You know. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be the problem. Okay. With Windows XP, the luckily the manufacturers like Dell or Intel would provide a Windows XP driver. It's like press F6 to load driver. Yeah, yeah. And so you could like, all right, I got it on a floppy. <laughs> Put in your driver and like, okay, now now it can see the hard drive or whatever. Because otherwise, it would just it would literally just crash. Oh, technology. Yeah. And now we're going the other direction. Well, it's actually the same kind of thing. So at work, we got some new laptops in, and we're still installing Windows 7 on everything. We got brand new laptops, Windows 7 not supported. Really? Yep. <laughs> they ended up returning them. Oh, wow. Ordering the same model, but with... You can order it with like, oh, let's use this 6th generation Intel chips instead of the 7th generation or whatever. And so we ended oh, up getting man. the same model, but, you know, like one generation back chip-wise. So did it did it have a sticker on it that said, like, Windows 7 is not supported? Or I wonder if it was the whole, like, Intel power states being like, okay, well, we're not going to support the deep power states in anything prior to Windows 10. But technically, you know, you can still use the system with, with uh, previous operating systems. Um, I mean, or it's, it like it's, it's Microsoft's whole, um, they're like, we're not going to support, you know, we're not going to keep on backporting shit to Windows 7, basically. Right. Okay. You know? Okay. So no. they could have worked fine, but just to have official support, you just got different ones. Mm-hmm. Yep. Fair enough. So there you go. Mm-hmm. What's next here? Um, so I found a website that I'm going to have to check out here. There's an article about it. It's a dating. So we know there's dating websites now for everything, right? Farmers mm -hmm. Only. Christian Mingle. J-Date. Yep. You know, I'm sure there's some white supremacist versions. Whatever. Probably. Maybe it's That's Christian Mingle. No, oh, I'm kidding. But <laughs> You're <laughs> not wrong. <laughs> so there's a website here a, a website where conspiracy theorists find love <laughs> so um so it's uh it's for conspiracy theory loving people uh, it says but don't call them that they m most prefer calling themselves truthers or the awake <laughs> like you know i'm yeah. woke i'm woke um so it's called awake dating awake dating that's fucking hilarious so there's uh there's people here 
Um, she says some are into UFOlogy, some are into the 9/11 Sandy Hook false flag events. Okay, one one second. UFOlogy. Yeah. Adding ology to anything makes it sound like distinguished. <laughs> Well, I'm just reading what they wrote here, man. No, I, I don't know. fucking know. <laughs> I just I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah, I don't know that I've ever I think I've seen that written before, but yeah. I mean, hey, whatever, you know. Uh false flag events. Some are into MK Ultra mm-hmm. and chemtrails. So there's a lot of flat earthers and Illuminati stuff and the whole Pizzagate thing. Oh yeah. Um so this person they're interviewing says, uh, this person concedes some people can be kind of crazy. Um, she says, but she doesn't do crazies. At least not when it comes to romance. You got to be careful about that. <laughs> um, it's supposedly it's be, it's lonely being a truther. Yeah. You know? So, That's hilarious. Yeah, exactly. So just it just sounds interesting. So sign up, James. Sign up, uh, <laughs> and and we'll see where this goes. Uh, we'll see how yeah. deep. I, I was hoping goes. to see something about the uh, the turkey deli meat conspiracy, but uh, you, you can know. start just sign up and introduce and use that line to introduce yourself. And see how many how many, <laughs> how many responses you get. <laughs> She's like, oh, I don't deal with weirdos. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so this sounds interesting. It's okay. It does. So the, the here's the, just another random excerpt I, I scrolled to. The allegation that Jewish families control international banking systems is a known anti-Semitic conspiracy theory. Um, it says, but when I challenged Jenny on this, so that's who the art, the author is interviewing, she becomes uncomfortable. She says, okay, I'm Jewish. And anything that reeks of anti-Semitism, I immediately revolt against. If you want to accuse people, accuse white men in general. They <laughs> are the Illuminati. Old white guys, basically. Um, I don't pay attention to any bullshit Jewish agenda stuff. And it's very dangerous. And with Trump around, it's happening now. Anti-Muslim, anti-black, anti-gay, anti-Jewish. You'd think we would learn from history. Okay. So so she sounds uh, not, you know, she's like, all right, all right, all right. She's like, calm the fuck down, you know? She's she's a historian. Evan, so right before I came on the show here today, I was in the kitchen and my mom had on NPR mm-hmm. and I, I'll have to see if I can find, find the show. Maybe I can find it on a podcast or something. Dude, they were talking about some group called the proud boys. Okay. Have you heard about this? No, I don't oh think my, so. Oh my God, dude. And they were like interviewing like the main guy or something. Dude, it sounds so crazy. So I just looked it up on Wikipedia here. Proud Boys is a far-right men's organization founded by Vice Media co-founder and former Gavin commentator. McGinnis? Yeah. Yeah. I, maybe we, okay. maybe yeah. we talked about this before. I ha- I have heard of that before, actually. Uh, 
he describes it as a pro-Western fraternal organization for men who refuse to apologize for creating the modern world. <laughs> so the way the way they described it, or the way he described it, he said it's like he said it's like the alt right without the racism. And uh, he said we're libertarian, except for the whole immigration thing. Mm-hmm. It's not that unreasonable. Was, yeah, um, they could have the, gone with a better name, but <laughs> yeah, they um the way though they were mentioning, and I hesitate to talk about this on this show, but we've talked about so much stuff, so I guess it doesn't really matter. They they mentioned something about masturbation on the mm-hmm. show. Or in their organization, they're like, like they limit it or something. I don't know. Okay. I didn't really get the details on that, but, uh, I mean, there, uh, there's, there's some science behind that. I'll give it to them. So anyway, I want to, I want to find out more about this whole proud boys thing just because it sounds kind of crazy. At first, I was like, this sounds kind of cool. This sounds interesting. But the more they were talking about it and then they were interviewing another guy who was kind of part of it, and then he kind of stopped, stopped being a part of it. Right. Because um, it, it would, basically it would devolved into, like when he was there, he's like, it devolved into just another alt-right crazy bullshit, you know. Oh, okay. Like it was a black guy, and who was part of it, and then he started seeing all this racist stuff, and all he's like, what the hell, you know? So he's like, alright, the same bullshit. So, I don't know. I'm going to see if I can find that, that NPR stuff. Maybe we can talk about it next show or something. Yeah. Um, it was just crazy, man. I was like, what am I listening to? I was like, oh, my God. This is amazing. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> this is right up my alley. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. Wake, awake dating. Awake dating, Evan. I will remember that. Awake, and the website is awake.dating. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Top level domains. Mm-hmm. Impressive. Mm-hmm. Although I just clicked on the link now and it's kind of taking forever to load. So like, who knows if it's actually. Oh, there it is. Okay. It's like just uh, forwards to awakedating.info. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's here. Awake, awake.dating. Yeah. All right. Here it is. We'll check it out. Give a full report. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else you want to. You want to bring up uh, before we get out of here? I can't think of anything. Um, like Any I other said, shots I, you want to take in my uh, my computers or buying habits or anything? Um, I'll just mention that our our normal co-host James has been has been under the weather recently, but um, having to report he's back at home now. Oh, good. He's recuperating, so hopefully he'll be able to join us on the next show. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like I said, I'll be, uh, I'll be at the Baltimore Comic Con tomorrow. I looked at the guest list. Now, unfortunately, I guess it's not the kind of con where there would be people that I would care about. Like panels and everything? I don't know if they're having that kind of thing. Um, it's more, it's more centered around comic book stuff, you know? Okay. So, I mean, which obviously it's Comic Con, so, haha, you know. Um, so obviously I'm not into comic books as much as some, 
And so it's less like, you know, TV show, movie stuff. You know, it's more just comic book. and. You know who you might run into there? Who? Um, James Whitley. You remember him? I do. From high school? I do. He... He has his own business where he draws Nintendo comics as if they were inspired by the Bible. That is interesting. Something, I may not be explaining it very well, but it's something like the Church of Nintendo. Hmm. Yeah. So he might be there. I think he's local. Okay. Yeah. Take a look around. Um, I'm going to be there working a booth, uh, with, uh, one of my buddies. Mm-hmm. So he, he, uh, works with this organization called the hero initiative. So it's, it's a, uh, it's like a nonprofit kind of organization. So basically there's a lot of comic book people who are, who are, who I'll say, I won't say got screwed, but maybe they're, they've fallen on hard times or something like that. And so this tries to help out those those people. Hmm, okay. So it just says helping comic creators in need. You know. Fair enough. So heroinitiative.org is the website for that. Um they also have a Facebook page, obviously. Um so yeah, feel free to check all that out. Also. Um so yeah, I'll be working the booth there, you know, handing out pamphlets. And stickers. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> so, All right, yeah. well, good. Have fun. Um, we'll look so, yeah, forward I'll, I'll to. I'll report uh, back on that. Yeah, it's good. It's good to get out sometimes. How about you, Evan? You got anything? Uh, anything else you want to? I don't mention. Um, okay. I don't. Yeah, I think I've been bashed enough this this week. So, well, this guy. Uh, this well. Guy. We'll wrap this up. Easy, Tiger. Thank you all for listening. Um, This has been Evan and Mike from the IO panel with your smooth jazz. Um, Check out our website, iopanelpodcast.com. You can send us feedback, feedback at iopanelpodcast.com. That is forwarded to all of our individual accounts. So uh, if anyone doesn't get back to it, that means we don't care. Um. On our website, you'll see our social media, social interaction section has all relevant links, uh, including ways to support the podcast if you are so generous. With that being said, have a good week. We'll talk to you next time.